Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming, one of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm chatting as usual with my partner and podcast co-host, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hey, Robert. We're, uh, we're going to talk today about restatements of trust. It happens that that was the topic of our newsletter. Uh, gosh, time just kind of blends together. I think it might have been a week ago. It's generated a fair amount of interest and it made me realize I want to talk more about it. So we're going to talk about what it means to do a restatement of your trust. Well, Robert, I have to tell you, this is one of the most popular questions in an estate planning appointment where I meet with somebody who already has a trust. Sometimes I may suggest a trust amendment. Other times I may suggest a restatement. And they say a restate what? Is that a new trust? How do you answer that question? I say no. What we're really doing is just amending your trust by saying we delete all of the language of the previous trust and replace it with this whole new trust document. But here's the key thing. The new trust has the same name as the old trust. And that means we don't have to do anything to change the titles on your on your house and your bank accounts and your brokerage accounts. They can all stay exactly the same. We just have a new trust document that fixes the things that were wrong with your old trust. Not necessarily because the people who drafted that trust did anything wrong, usually because your circumstances have changed. Or the law changes, Robert. Or the law has changed. Or the circumstances of your beneficiaries have changed. Or the kinds of assets have changed. All sorts of things uh, get you to the point where you want to talk about a restatement of your trust. And I, I think it's important, Elizabeth, that we that we point out that usually, but not always, when we talk about a restatement, we're talking about a revocable trust. It could be a husband and wife who have jointly done a trust uh, and uh, and are now modifying it, or it could be a single person. Maybe it's even the survivor of a couple who is redoing the trust. That's not the only place we talk about restatements, but that's by far the most common restatement of a trust. I usually use the phrase, it is a new edition. Edition, not addition. Edition. Yeah, Yeah, because people think about books, and Uh they oftentimes think about various editions of a book. And sometimes you may have a different cover page, or the font may be different. Sometimes an author um, in a different edition of the book may actually make some some kind of changes to the structure. And so most times when I use that phrase, people understand. I'll say, Robert, one of the number one reasons that I do a restatement is because I have somebody sitting across the conference room table who has a 60 or 70 page trust, and they say to me, I do not understand my trust. At Fleming and Curdy, we really pride ourselves uh, on writing in something that approximates the English language. We're still lawyers, and so we sometimes get a little bit lost in the, in the jargon and the, and the lingo. But, uh, but we try really hard to make it so people understand, actually understand what, what, they've, uh, what they've signed. Uh, and, and that's a point of pride for us. So I agree with you. We are often streamlining lengthy documents that just really don't need to have a provision in them about what if the trust owns real estate in a foreign country because it ain't going to happen. And most of the time, people are pretty eager to have less paper in their lives. I will say the other thing about creating a restatement 
is sometimes people are just ready to do a reset and they don't want to just change one or two things, but it's a large structural change. So we see a lot of people coming in right now, Robert, particularly because it's such an um, uh, an unknown tax environment when we look at estate taxes and what's going to happen with the estate tax exemption. Is it going down? Is it going up? What's happening with it? So we do have some people very intentionally coming in to restate their trust to, re to really change and revise the structure of it. And that's so hard to do through an amendment. Sometimes people get frustrated because they say, can't I just have a trust amendment? And the answer is no. If I, if I was just going to amend your trust, I'd end up amending probably four five, six, seven different you know, articles in the trust. And doing a restatement is just a much cleaner approach because remember, every time you have a trust amendment, it relates to the previous trust amendment and the one before that. But when you have a restatement, it's essentially a fresh start. Right. And and that's that points up, I mentioned that this was our newsletter article, and the point that we made there that is really important is after about the second amendment you make to a trust, it's hard to read the document. Oh, this paragraph has been replaced. I have to remember. Oh, this other paragraph was restored to the original language. I have to keep track of all those things. And, uh, and we don't want you annotating the original trust document and so it's it's a little bit complicated hence the restatement let's start over i actually like your new edition and and it occurs to me that you've given me the the use that i will be making this is your living trust 2.0 or maybe 4.0 depending on how many times we have restated the trust i met with somebody recently robert who had restated her trust nine times and she's now about 95 years old. So, you know, if you live that many years, it, it is not surprising that somebody would continue to restate his or her trust. In this particular case, um, there are family circumstances that continue to change, uh, as does the goals of her plan. And as she starts to live longer and her investments continue to grow, she's making more charitable gifts. And that's one of the main structural changes she's making to her trust has to do with a donor advised fund and how she's going to be directing money into a donor advised fund. It's important when we sit down and talk to somebody about doing a restatement that we really have a full conversation, just like we would in an initial, conversa initial consultation. We really need to go back through your assets. We need to go back through what's going on in the lives of your family members and what what are the challenges since the last time you did an update. Those are those are good points to always address when we talk about restatements. After the newsletter article, we had, as I mentioned at the beginning, a couple of, uh, of comments on the website. You can go read them on our website if you look up last two weeks ago, last week's, whatever it is, newsletter article. Um, but one of them really made me think, I need to talk about this more, and, and it's a good thing for the podcast. One of the commenters was a, another lawyer from another state, California as it happens, who said, I often do restatements when I want to uh, effectively, he didn't use this phrase, but uh, to hide the original document from the beneficiaries. If you take somebody out of your trust, they're no longer going to receive a share, then um, we, why even have that fact advertised to the family. So a restatement uh, allows you to remove them or to add somebody back in. 
uh, without having to, to see the history of, of how you were feeling about them. And that made me realize that probably the most important, most common restatement topic for us is if you have one child who you're not too sure about and you therefore want to leave their inheritance in trust. And then 10 years later, they're doing better. They've learned how to manage money. They've overcome an addiction problem. They've gotten out of a bad marriage. Whatever it is, you want to leave their share outright to them just like the other siblings. Uh, Why throw that up in their face? Why have a document that says, I leave everything to my daughter in trust? Uh, Oh, wait, I've amended that. She can have it outright. Instead, let's just do a restatement. She doesn't ever have to know that her share was once going to go in trust. That's probably the most common use of a restatement in my experience, other than just the, the, the detritus of too many amendments to keep track. The reboot. The reboot, hence my trust 2.0. I, that's uh, Thank you for that, that inspiration, Elizabeth. You're welcome, oh wise one. <laughs> the other thing I just want to say, and, and then I think we can leave the restatement topic for a while, Uh, is that we said at the beginning that restatements usually are used when people are modifying their irrevocable trusts. But in Arizona, you can do a decanting by restating the trust, and that means that the trustee can modify the trust in appropriate circumstances by something that is called a restatement. That's not the person who created the trust doing it. And there are other times when you might use a trust restatement. A trust protector might have the power to restate the trust. So I don't want to get too narrow and confuse people. Those are things that we're not going to cover today, but those are the exceptions to the general principle. I always like talking about decanting, Robert. But I usually like to talk about it when we think about wine. <laughs> or we could talk about trust decanting while we are enjoying a carefully decanted, beautiful Napa Valley Cabernet. I think maybe that could be our next podcast topic. Sounds good to me. With that in mind, we are going to sign off for today. You've been listening to me. I'm Robert Fleming and my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are two of the partners at Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm. You've been listening to us and our regular podcast, Elder Law Issues. We hope that you will sign up and and join us again for that decanting conversation. We'll try to give you enough warning so you can pour your own glass of wine. wine. It sounds like I've already started. (laughs) Thank you all and good day.